Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, welcome to another episode of All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. This is a special episode and a special week for the show. Right now, Pat and I are going to give our Super Bowl preview with insights on the most important matchups and what it's like to play in the big game. But that's not all, folks. If you look in our feed, you will currently see two special episodes, bonus episodes as we like to call them. One with Hall of Famer Jerome Bennis and two with all pro and current Super Bowl participant Levante David. So make sure you check those episodes out as well. As a reminder, as always, if you're rocking with us, let us know by leaving a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, let's get to it. Instead of chopping it up, we're going to do it with a little Super Bowl edition, right? Me. Pat P, we love the NFL. We love the Super Bowl. We watched a lot of Super Bowls. So me personally, Pat P, what is the first Super Bowl you remember watching? What's the first one you remember watching? Oh, man. My first Super Bowl I can remember watching is probably, I think it's the Ravens versus the Giants in 99. 2000. 2000. Oh, that actually happened in Tampa, too. Yeah, that's the first Super Bowl I can vividly remember watching. Yeah. I know for me, the first one I can remember watching was Washington against Denver. That I can't remember what Super Bowl that was, but that's the first one I can remember watching. And one of the more memorable Super Bowls for me, something I would never forget, is Super Bowl... It was 1991 that happened in Tampa in the old, some old sombrero, as they used to call the stadium, the Giants and uh, Buffalo. When Scott yeah, Knowles missed that Buffalo. field goal, missed that field goal. I was jumping for joy because I was a New York Giants fan at the time. So that was one of the more memorable Super Bowls for me as a fan just watching. For you, next question. That was Super Bowl 25 to be exact. Pat P, I love to hear this one. I want to hear what you got to say. What's your go-to okay. Super Bowl snack? Go-to Super Bowl snack. Back then or like now? Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Man, you know, I I love a look a nice queso dip. You know, mm-hmm. some queso dip with some, you know, some ground beef in it. I think that's always like a go to for me. Like any pretty much any like finger food, you know what I mean? Because, like you said, it's a snack, so it's like right before the game gets started. So, you know, you're just getting your getting your stomach just right for the for the meal, like the barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, the cakes, the sweets, the you know, the margaritas, whatever the punch of the day may be. So, you know, eating some 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 nice queso dip, I I like that to start off my Super Bowl Sunday for sure. Okay. I'll I'm I'll go with some chicken wings. You know, chicken lemon wings? pepper, yeah, lemon pepper, okay. are, are just grilled wings. I love queso, but I don't love any, I don't need any beef in my queso. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef. man, yeah, get, 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 now you add some beef in there, man. I'm telling you, change your life, dog. I'm telling you, dog, just a little bit. Not, 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 don't bit. overdo it, just, just crumbles of it. Okay. So it's between each and every bite that you, uh, when you get your, uh, tortilla out of that thing and, uh, put it in your mouth, dog. I'm telling you, bomb. 
Last question for you, Super Bowl chopping it up. What is your dream halftime show, or what's the best Super Bowl halftime show you've seen? Wow. The best halftime show that I've seen in my dream halftime show? Uh, I'm going to go with my dream halftime show first. Man, I would love to see Rihanna and Beyonce tear up the stage. Mm. You know what I mean? At the same time, I already know Beyonce already did it. But I would like that, that. I would like to see them do like a, a duo. I believe those those two are, you know, their music can touch every every genre, every age, any and every race. You know, everybody can vibe to them. So and also they can, they, you know, they can shine bright for us African Americans. You know, that's one of the biggest moments. You know, in the world, Super Bowl halftime. You know, millions and millions of people watch that just for the entertainment and. Who who better would you want to be entertained and entertaining you than Beyonce and Rihanna? You know, Rihanna have so many bangers and Beyonce just what how she's able to, you know, you know, control the stage and interact with her fans. I think it's just unbelievable. But the best one that I've seen, damn, I probably say Prince one, man. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. I probably say the Prince because you know with that me. That was the one in Minnesota too, right? Yeah, with me, I never had an opportunity to watch. Cause you know, with me growing up, I was, I was, I'm, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. So you never had an opportunity to see MJ perform. So for me to actually see, and the closest thing to me that, to MJ, or if not, you know, some people may say better, that had that same aura, that same persona about himself when he stepped on the stage. I thought that was the best one to me because it's like, damn, I, this is really like a, and everybody's, Everybody that's performed has been icons, you know what I mean? But Prince is, yeah, Prince is on another Prince level. And when Michael Jackson did perform halftime, I know you were too young to remember that. And that yeah. was, that was out in Los Angeles, one of those, uh, LA California. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Maybe it was 80 in the eighties, late eighties. Yeah. That was, that was in probably the mid eighties, if I'm not mistaken. And Prince 80s. performed Super Bowl with the Colts and the Bears in Miami. That, okay. That's the one it was. So whichever one it was, when I saw it, I was like, God. And, and, and like also seeing him perform the songs because only time you can see them perform like people of that age was like on YouTube mm-hmm. and to see the how he was able to still make people cry in the stands I was like that dude got real power man no question <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson was Super Bowl 27 1993 that's what it was oh 93 okay yeah. 93. I, I don't remember that live but I've seen like YouTube uh, videos of that Michael Jackson performance in 93, uh, the Cowboys and the Bills. Yeah. That's my, hey, might have to check what, gra- that one out. Hey, but the greatest national anthem though, Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. And the Super Bowl that I mentioned earlier, the Bills yeah. and the Giants, you know, hey, what yeah. was going on in the entire that, world that, at that, that time. That was, that was the greatest national anthem I've ever heard. Hey, funny story about national anthem. Kevin Ross, the guy who's actually coaching in this game, my defensive back coach, he used to play that national anthem. Every fourth preseason game, he said, man, Pat, watch this. Watch this. I'm telling you, I've seen the National Anthem Killer Man before. I said, what you mean, coach? What you mean? He said, watch this. He put the, he put the thing on, put the Whitney Houston. He said, somebody remind me, what, 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 what Whitney Houston did the National Anthem in the Super Bowl? And somebody tell him whatever. He said, boom, boom, put it on YouTube. He'll start playing it or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, she's doing her thing. He say, is your heart beating yet, son? Is your heart beating yet? Cause I've seen them bright lights. I'm telling you, I seen him kill a man before. So I'm sure he's, I'm sure he told that story, although we didn't have no preseason. I should have asked Levante that, but I'm almost positive Coach Ross played, played that. that national anthem for somebody in his defensive back room. Oh, <laughs> hey, that national anthem, man, Whitney, man, you know, of course she has probably the best voice ever. Right. And for yeah. her to sing that anthem, especially what was going on in the world at that time, that hit 
it hit different. Yeah, they hit a little different. For me, my dream halftime show would probably be including someone like Beyonce, uh, someone who can uh, handle the stage. Their stage presence is clearly known and being able to give hits that everybody recognizes. And then I think I would pair Beyonce up with someone like Chris Brown, mm. another individual. Hey, that boy, hey, that's Michael Jackson of our generation. That boy can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you know a lot of people, man. If you if you kind of born in the Super Bowl halftime, we can go, you know, get some get some snacks and stuff like that. Right. But you're not leaving you if those individuals performing. And I think wow. my most memorable halftime show was the one with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Oh, the boob. <laughs> hey, the wolf, the wolf malfunction. Hey, that was in Miami too, wasn't it? No, I think that was in Jacksonville. No, no, that was in Houston. 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 Uh, New England and Carolina. Philly, Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's what that was. That was in, uh, in, uh, Houston, if I'm not mistaken. So, hey, so, so we are, we both on the same page that Queen B got to be on the stage. No question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a given. I think the consistent, right, 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 right. we're being a bit biased. I think that's hey, a given. Hey, Man, my first time going to see Beyonce in concert, bro, I was so blown away. Anytime my wife was saying, like, we're going to be on, like, I'm coming with you. Yeah. Like, the, what she's able to do and what I saw her do in Coachella, I was like, damn, like. Yeah, because like, you know, as for most men, they're not really going to see a female artist, you know, yeah, like man, in a concert cold, like setting. You know hey, what I'm saying? She cold, bro. Yeah, she yeah, cold. But she, she has bro- broke that barrier, to say the least, no question. No doubt about it. You look at this Super Bowl transition to the upcoming Super Bowl this Sunday. One stat note I would like to provide for you, something that I think you would appreciate, along with the rest of the Go Tiger Nation. Six LSU yes, players are participating in this Super Bowl, most of any school. You got Leonard Fournette, friend of the show, Tyron Matthew, Devin White, D. Williams, Mentor, Clyde Edwards, E. Lair. What does that say about Go Tigers? Man, I'm just waiting on my goddamn opportunity to play in a freaking Super Bowl. Let's go, Cub. But just stay, know, just be patient. I, yeah, I, yeah, I got, hey, I got, I got at least six more good ones in me. So it yeah. gotta, it gotta fall within, it gotta fall within that, uh, within those years. Or you never know what happened after football. You know, I might be able to put that GM hat on one day. You know, I, you know, may, may have aspirations of doing that. You never know. But to talk about my go Tigers, six players playing the Super Bowl 55, you know, just, I mean, we all know, like ever since, even, even before my time, LSU always had quality athletes. You know, they always put out, guys that can be productive in the league and you know it's just been we just the guys that's are in the league right now just continue to you know hold down the tradition you know and that just goes to show the the guys that lsu brings in each and every year you know the quality of players that they bring in each and every year and going to have successful careers so you know huge shout out to lsu for continuing putting out you know phenomenal athletes and and shout out to the athletes for obviously representing not only themselves but representing the the university that in the manner that they have. So I'm excited to to see this game. I'm excited to see my boy T Matt Young Blood Tyre Matthews go for you know his second championship Super Bowl championship and you know seeing him playing this game and all the things that we always talked about you know when we was teammates and seeing you know that. Those dreams be fulfilled on his behalf. You know, I'm just so happy for him because, you know, obviously he's been through so much and I know the grind that he puts in. I know the off, how the off season go for him. So I'm excited for those guys to be playing in, in, in the Super Bowl 55. I'm definitely going to be glued to the TV with my, as a matter of fact, I'm going to wear my LSU seven jersey Sunday. 
Okay. I'm bring it make sure you take a picture in it so we can see that. We, we got a pull yes, You know, Tyron was our yes, first guest here on All Things Covered, so we definitely rocking with him. No question. We definitely rocking with him. And outside of the LSU players that will participate in this game, I mean, the storyline in this ballgame, Pat P, is all about the quarterbacks. The yeah. GOAT, greatest of all time, basically playing against the baby GOAT right now in Pat Mahomes. I mean, this matchup is going to be star-studded. Some people are saying this is the best Super Bowl quarterback matchup of all time based on uh, the prestige that each player has. But, you know, defensively, let's start with the Chiefs, right? Defensively, what are some of their the keys for success against Tom Brady? They're going to have to, you know, create a lot of problems with the pass rush, I believe. We see, you know, obviously, you know, every every Superman has a, has their kryptonite. You know what I mean? I think you have to be able to do it on a consistent basis. You have to see the Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost, pass rush, the front four. Didn't have to send no exotic pressures, no exotic blitz. The front four was able to get him to get his eyes down, get him off his spot, move him off his feet have him throw the ball off time, and that was what got to Tom Brady in those losses that he did have in his losses in the Super Bowl. So I think the front the front four is going to have to be very, very stout. You know, they have to get him off his mark, you know, make him – I, 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 I would never use the word frustrated with, with the GOAT because there's nothing that seems to phase him. So, But they don't they, – they definitely going to have to rattle him on a consistent basis, you know, for 60 minutes – to be able to walk away with a dub. And I, and I think for me, the keys for Kansas City defensively, something that has kind of gone, gone unknown. They've been bad in the red zone. Their defensive yeah. uh, efficiency in the red zone has been bad, but it's kind of going unnoticed because their offense scores so many points. Uh, right. I think Tampa Bay will be successful in being able to generate convert first downs offensively, but you got to force them to settle for field goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Tom Brady is scoring touchdowns and getting into rhythm, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a nice competitive game and defensively yeah. the Chiefs like I said that has been an area of concern for them defensively not playing stout football in the red zone transitioning to the Buccaneers right keys for success against money Pat Mahomes man you know Buccaneers have been playing unbelievable complimentary football throughout the playoffs and also mm-hmm. throughout the last five weeks of the season and they're the hottest team right now. And honestly, I'm taking, you know, I don't know what the line is right now, but I'll take Buccaneers right now because they're the hottest team right now. They're playing home. It's just, you know, Levante said, it just seemed like everything's working in their favor right now. So I think what Tampa Bay defense was able to do over the last two weeks, well, throughout the whole entire playoffs by play, get, get key stops when they, when they needed to start the football games hot, being able to have that, that nice defensive uh, front four rotation. Well, front three rotation, a secondary being playing unbelievable defense, linebackers, you know, playing down here and also dropping back in zone coverage. So, I mean, it's not much that honestly Tampa that needs to do different. You know, those guys, like I said, have been playing some unbelievable complimentary football and they're, um, they're I mean, they're those guys like a cast iron right now, a cast iron skillet. You mm. drop a Wagyu, you drop a Wagyu filet on that thing, be done in 15, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> the boys are sizzling right now. So it's going to be an intriguing matchup. And the thing I think Tampa has the upper hand on, I think it's just hard to beat a team twice, but not along with that in their, in the same facility, you know, twice, yeah. you know, in the, in the way that in BA is always good on this. Obviously, if you lose to a team and they they lost to New Orleans twice, but he was like, good teams don't lose twice, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And good teams know how to rebound from the loss, you know, if they're playing the same team from the loss when they played them before. 
So that's why I knew, you know, I knew they'll beat uh, New Orleans. I thought Green Bay would be a, stri- a, a better. I thought they played great in that, but I thought it'd be a little bit more competitive. I thought Green Bay, I mean, uh, Tampa Bay ran away with that game a little bit, although the score didn't show that. But um, those guys are hot, man. So it's, it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, I think based on what we saw the first matchup, you got to eliminate the splash plays. Remember, Tariq Hill had over 200 yards receiving. And the, the thing about game. it, he did. And, the, and my man, it was just a leverage thing. You know what I mean? I, I can't remember. I think it was Davis, if I'm not Talking mistaken. It was just, a, yeah, it was just a leverage thing. And, you know, he was, it was some of those, he was in, in good coverage. And then some of them, it looked like they was in two man and the safety didn't, wasn't over the top. I couldn't tell you exactly what they was in, but a bunch of those plays looked like, looked like they was in, you know, man under, you know, so obviously can't completely fault, you know, a lot of those plays on him, but I can guarantee you this. That won't happen Sunday. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about leverage, you know, specifically speaking, you know, dissect what you mean when you say leverage, especially on a guy like Tariq Hill. It was like one. I know there was a man under or like a rover type defense, and he ran the seven cut, the one that he kind of like. I can't remember the exact play, but I know he was. And that seven cut is a corner route, basically. Right. Yeah. It's a corner route. And and if you have to be outside, no matter what that jab does, what Tariq gives me inside, he's going to a safety. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to the rover player. So whatever he gives me inside, I'm not biting on that. So stay outside leverage. Exactly. So just stay outside leverage and run the route for him because that's your assignment. And I think when Tyree had to give him a little, a little jab, a little jab inside and that kind of threw, threw him off and just gave him just enough space to mm-hmm. be able to give Pat the, uh, the ability to put the ball in, in a tight spot, in a tight spot. So I think, and he's been playing great this whole playoff. So I know his confidence level is through the roof right now. I know he's ready to ball and also ready to redeem himself. So, like I said, I think I think Tampa's going to come out on top of this game, and it's going to be a fun matchup to play. I think Tampa defense is going to be much stouter than they than they have ever been. I know Mo, Bowles is going to have those boys dialed in. I know Coach Rapone and Kevin Ross are going to have his secondary dialed in as well. And I know B.A. is going to have the whole team ready to roll. So I just wish I was in that locker room hearing that speech or, you know what I mean, just hearing my guy B.A. Uh, getting the troops ready to roll, man. I, I, I love that guy. He's, uh, he's definitely uh, my favorite NFL coach I've had so far. Ah, no question. Well respected. And he understands that he knows how to get the best from his players. And, uh, right. this is, this is what you, this is what you work hard for. You know what I mean? This is why right. you do all the extra sprints. You lift all the weights. You do all the calisthenics, things like that for a moment like this. And you don't want to let this moment slip through your fingers. You know what I mean? Right. So this is why the Super Bowl is probably the most watched event. Because you know you're gonna see good on good, you're gonna see quality production from both sides, and the yep. best team will win. So we will yes, find sir. out in the next few days who the best team yes, will sir. be. Real champion of the world, Craig. Yes, sir. Champion of the world, <laughs> Craig. Yo, Mac, man. So I know you had the opportunity to play in three Super Bowls, three of them. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can give a little bit of insight on? You know how to prepare or how to eat. What was your regimen? Give us a little bit of insight on how you prepared for the Super Bowl, your three Super Bowls in your career. Oh, man, I, I think uh, each one was different for us because my rookie year, you know, we needed to uh, win the last four games just to get into the playoffs. So uh, we just we were already in playoff mode, you know, before getting to the playoffs. And by the time we got to the Super Bowl, I mean, we were extremely confident, you know, not cocky or arrogant, but super confident in our ability to win. And that was my rookie year. So it was like, Wow, I'm playing the game. And the moment didn't really hit me until I actually played in the game. When I heard Aretha Franklin sing that national anthem, it it hit differently. I'm like, yo, I'm playing the biggest game of my life, something I always dreamed of playing in. So just the lead up to that week, you know, just the preparation of tickets, requests, and things like that, 
that right. was distressful for me because I was a young player. You know what I'm saying? Detroit, so, right? Yeah, that was in Detroit. So the second one was a little different, you know what I mean? Because the second one I was starting, you know, I, I I had more attention, you know, I had more ticket requests, I had more obligations before the game even played that I didn't want to allow, I didn't want that to be a distraction for me. So I was just more so just trying to focus and dial in. I told I told my mom, like, listen, this is what I'm going to do with the tickets. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. And everybody else, you know, I was able to have a lot of family from South Florida come up and, and support me. But I had like a watch party like in our hotel or something like that, if, not, oh. if I remember correctly. So, you know, I just didn't want the outside part to be more of a distraction. I think that's the benefit these current players have right now because it's not a normal Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They only allow around 20 to 20,000, 25,000 fans in the stadium. Those are mostly always first responders. You know, you don't have the normal right. request for family and friends like you would normally do in a Super Bowl. Not to mention, Kansas City won't travel to Tampa until Saturday. You know what I mean? For oh. us, we will always be there the entire week. It was almost like an extended bowl. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 new right. accommodations. You got to get used to a new facility to practice at, work out at, uh, things like that. So it's a little different. Tampa staying at home. They're doing everything they've done every year. I mean, so far this year, you know, their facilities. And the same can be said for Kansas City, just a normal road game for Kansas City because right. they're not traveling uh until Saturday. And I think the the big the biggest advice I could say, Pat, and when you get ready to play, when you will play in your first Super Bowl, don't overthink it. I think that's that's a, a trap that a lot of people fall in. Could be players or could be coaches. They overthink right. the Super Bowl. Because you know, you like, man, I because like how you said, you can't wait for the moment that you play in your first Super Bowl. And when you get to that level, you're like, man, I'm finally here. And then you, when you overthink things, you put more pressure on yourself. You know, you start thinking about what if this happened or what if that happened? So for us, man, we didn't overthink it. I remember BC, Bill Carr told us, man, uh, just keep doing what you guys been doing up to this point. Don't change anything. You know what I mean? Right. So if you were going out every Friday in the playoffs, we were winning. <laughs> You better go, go out. out. <laughs> yeah, you go out every Friday in the Super Bowl, whatever it is. Just go out and be smart. You know what I mean? So don't change everything. Just keep be relaxed. That's the best right. way uh, uh, you can be relaxed. And the when you talk about the, uh, I guess the biggest adjustment in the Super Bowl is the long halftime period. You know, you got the halftime yeah. show usually, you know, in the so locker room. About extra 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's an extra 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So yeah. you don't, it you don't get a little cold. Yeah, you get, you get warmed up all get over. Heavy. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta re, uh, calibrate yourself to say the least, but it's a, it's a great experience. I can't wait for you to get a chance to get to that level, man. Cause listen, I, I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going yeah, to be right there you with you. When you get to that level, man, that's, hey, that's it. That's all you need. Then. That's it. Everything yeah. else is done. No doubt about it. Everything so else. How, how, how smooth it was the second trip versus the first trip? <sighs> man, it was that second trip. I kind of knew what to expect, you know, how the week would go. I was older. I was in year four. So I was more accustomed to being a professional and I was, I was a more of a vet then, you know what I mean? So for me, it was just like, Hey, we've been here before. We know what to expect. Uh, let's use our experience to our advantage and let's have fun with it. You know what I mean? And for us, man, we had too much fun because, uh, we didn't party a lot the week of, but we enjoyed ourselves. And, 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 you know, I tell this story all the time, you know, the night before the Super Bowl, we stayed up all night playing cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dog tired. You know, I didn't get in my room until 8 a.m., 8 30 a.m., something like that was out. We was not outside the hotel, but in our hotel in playing hotel. the entire night. Right. You know what I mean? So. Oh, man. And, and, and I, and I heard, uh, it was a few people that told me that better on the game because we were like seven point favorites and we didn't cover. Uh-huh. And when they heard that story, man, they jumped on me so bad. It was like, <laughs> you guys ain't coming. get no dang old rest, man. We had no rest. We have no rest. I wouldn't advise that, but yes, be relaxed as much as possible, but please get some rest. Even though it's hey, a 630 kickoff, get some rest. 
right. So what did you talk about? Obviously, you know, the game being a late game. Uh, what is it going to be? Six, or six twenty, six twenty, six fifteen, something like 620? that. Six twenty. So do you eat differently? No. Uh, well, heck, when I got in the room during Tampa, I only laid down for about 45 minutes, took a shower, and then went and ate breakfast. I love breakfast. I got to go eat breakfast. I got to get my, my uh, I got to get some new, uh, nutrition in me early in the morning. <laughs> so I, I eat breakfast and went back and I couldn't sleep because I'm geek. You know what I mean? I'm excited. Right. So I'm tired. But it's, you know that feeling when you're tired, but you can't go to sleep? Yeah. That ain't right. a good feeling when you got a ball game to be played. No, nah, man, that ain't, man. Hey, them legs, hey, them legs go talking to you, boy. Oh. <laughs> and then when you get in the locker room, cause I used to be on the early bus, right? You get in the locker room and then that's when the sleep comes. Yeah. You're in there too long. It's, yeah. Like, now it's too late. Now you oh, got to get ready. Yeah. Now, hey, <laughs> hey, the key thing to that, Matt, you go take your hot shower, man. And that's hot, cold shower. Do, do you uh, drink Red Bulls or anything like that? Nah, nah, nah. See, I'm not a Red Bull guy. Yeah, okay, I have, have me a cup of coffee. Have me a cup of coffee. I do the coffee. Yeah, go go get me a workout in. Get, well, obviously get in the get in the wake uh get in the locker room, take my clothes off, go hit the field about thirty forty five minutes. Come back. I gotta take a shower before I hit, put put my pads on. I yep. gotta take a shower before I put my pads on. Boom. Put my pads on. Go do the normal team thing. You gotta come back in for eighteen minutes. I think it is. Say our prayers and I time to go. boot it up, baby. No question. <laughs> no question. Now it's time for final score prediction, right? We already final know who score? you. Yeah, we already know where, where, what side you're leaning to. We're going down to the score. We're going down to the score, Pat P. I need you to be as precise as possible. Yes. Final score, Super Bowl Fifty Five. What is it? Uh, I'm going to go thirty-seven, thirty-seven, thirty-one, thirty-seven, thirty-one. Okay, so I had an initial final score that I was thinking about. But I'm going to change my final score because it's dealing with the gambling side. And for you guys that haven't listened to our Levante David interview, please go in our feed and listen to it. But I'm going to give you a sneak peek about that interview. Levante David is 80 to 1 to win MVP. And I said, Pat, what did I say to Levante I was going to do? Hey, you're going to put $100 on him and you're going to put $100. You said, and you said when he wins, you get three nights, three nights. Three nights. Yeah, you said three nights in Miami dinner on him. That's what you said. Yeah, I said dinner. You said at least th- you said at least three dinners. Dang, I did. <laughs> I just asked you to. I ain't. Dang, I did. I, I forgot about that. Already. I said three. The freak up though. <laughs> That's why I said. That's only a dinner and a half in Miami, cat. <laughs> but hopefully he be celebrating. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my prediction based off that, right? So 26. 21 Tampa and my MVP prediction is Levante David 80 to 1 odds I like them odds I'm gonna throw a cool 100 on it see if he can bring me back eight bands what's your what's, MVP what's, prediction what's, who the who the other odds like what's the oh. like give me some give me some numbers oh I know he was down deep on the list because you know the defenders usually don't win it of course that the the favorites is the favorites you have is uh, uh I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go I got it right here Okay, the MVP, Pat Mahomes is minus 120. Tom Brady is plus 200. Tyreek Hill yeah. plus 1100. Kelsey plus 1100. Leonard Fournette plus 3000. Yeah. Mike Evans plus 3000. Chris Godwin plus 3000. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, man. Damn, but I, I got, I got, and it, it got to be on the winning team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with, man, why not, man? Tom Brady gonna win it. That's easy. That's yeah, nothing Tom wrong Brady with going to win. Talk. He, he, 
he go out there and play like he played the first three and a half quarters in the, in the, in the Green Bay game. They'll be all right. Win it. Yeah, he going to win it for sure. No question. No question. So, hey, there's a great week. I'm here in Tampa. Pat's on dry land finally. We don't know for how long, but we getting geared up for this Super Bowl matchup. You guys heard what Pat P's favorite snack is. If you guys want to let us know what your favorite snack is, you know how to do it. Hit us up on social media. Give us your take about your favorite snacks, your most memorable Super Bowl, your most watched Super Bowl, the most memorable halftime show. We gave you guys some quality insight as well. Also, when it comes to the gambling side, like I said, we got some big-time Super Bowl odds, MVP odds. We gave some insight on as well. That's what we do here, All Things Covered. We just don't cover one thing. We cover all things. So, until next time, make sure you have a perfect seat for this upcoming Super Bowl. Next week, we'll be back with another outstanding episode. From yours truly to Pat P, peace out. docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.